listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live Lifted Life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is episode 144 of the Lifted Life Podcast. And today we want to talk to you a bit about the idea of energy anchoring. Now, when the idea for this show initially came into my experience, be it from a dream, listen back to last week's episode if you want to know what I mean by that. Um, it was as an idea of me time, celebrating, encouraging this idea of me time. And Tim and I have a bit of a joke because we do spend so much time together that we sometimes call it like, we'll text each other. How'd you enjoy your without me time? <laughs> like if I take the kids and go do something, I'll text them like, Hey, how's your without me time? Um, because it's good to have some alone time, some space to reflect, Um, but this isn't really about just the idea of me time or even the notion of self-care, which has become this really overused thing. And then there's people fighting that self-care isn't selfish. And of course, uh, we do agree with that, that taking time for yourself is how you are able to show up in your highest power with your most embodied self. I personally think it's selfish to not do that because you why would you show up for someone else at 80% yourself? Like that's being selfish, not giving someone your full capacity. Mm -hmm. So the taking of me time Mm -hmm. has the impact to, um, help you to show up in a bigger, fuller way. Um, yeah, this idea of me time and needing some me time was really obvious last week. Uh, because we had a full house, um, Tim's sister came in town and their oldest daughter was playing softball at a tournament. The younger three, um, I invited to stay with us so they didn't have to be at a tournament all day. Our kids all play together. It's lovely. Um, it was my insistence and yet five kids is a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. We have two, she had three that stayed and I found myself um, kind of struggling because I like to be the yes mom. Yeah, we can do fun things, but with five kids, you cannot be the yes mom. You cannot say yes to everyone. It was technically not possible because not all of them were in unison asking for the same thing. <laughs> right. So yes to someone is no to someone else. Right. And saying yes to each one and going in a row, like now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. Then that leads to complete and utter burnout. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have four or five kids preaching to the choir or something, um, then that is you. And that is not me. (laughs) Please send us your tips on how to handle that. Right. You're not going to probably be the yes mom with my kids. Having two, I try to be intentional about time with each one of them. Okay. What do you want to do? Let's do something fun together. Quality time. Like you said, it was our choice and we wanted to do that. Right. But doesn't mean that our energy didn't get frazzled. Right. Right. Because there was so much vying for our attention, uh, can we do this? Can we do that? Um, can we, can we, that was a joke. Can we, can we? Yeah. And, um, it's tricky cause they live in a small town. So for them to be here, it was like, Hey, we're in the big city. Yeah. What are we going to do? That's fun. And I'm like, oh, we're going to play in the backyard. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> um, so I started to chew on this idea. Like, let's do a show talking about me time, talking about the importance of sanctioning off time for yourself. And then I'm so glad we didn't do that show because something even better came along into my awareness. I've been listening to the audiobook called The Energy Codes and loving it, so deeply loving it. And the chapter I'm on right now is talking about the power of energy anchoring. 
And I just felt like, wow, I wanted to share this on the show and talk about how it correlates beautifully with this idea of me time. Um, Because I think if you just do me time and you don't understand this aspect, this idea of energy anchoring, then you're just separating yourself away from others, but you're not actually um, fully embracing or utilizing the me time. You're not regenerating the way you think you are if you don't understand this practice of energy anchoring. Before you go into that, um, you had mentioned self-care earlier um, in the podcast. You can get in that look like, don't bring up self-care. No, not at all. I'm curious where you're going. When you started this topic, I think of self-care. I think of the routine I do for self-care. I like to meditate. I like to walk. I like to journal. Um, There's probably something else in there I can't remember. Um, But I've found that when I do those things and do, you know, do them every day for a long time, it becomes normalized. It becomes a thing that I'm doing it to do it so I can get it checked off the list. And I feel like when I go back and I actually say, no, why are you doing this? Are you doing this for yourself? Like to feel better, to feel good? Or are you doing this because it's a check item? Mm -hmm. And I think what you're about to share with the energy anchoring, anchoring, I think is the key to that. Mm-hmm. Like how, how is it, does this affect my energy? Mm-hmm. Does this make me feel more like me or make me feel like a robot or feel like something I'm just doing so I can say I did it for the busy. day? Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel even more busy? Like mm-hmm. one more thing on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I had written down to share too, that even if you say live alone and you're like, I don't need me time. I'm alone. It's always me time. It's always mm-hmm. me time. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're dead wrong. False. <laughs> that it's false. Um, according to what I'm about to share, because this is about sectioning off a bit of time with just yourself where you are centering and anchoring your energy to, um, bring the power back into yourself because we have this thing as humans that our mind and our thoughts, uh, make us to disperse and pro- project and scatter our energy a thousand different directions. And even if this direction seems noble, maybe it's our nonprofit cause or our charity run that we're organizing or our children that we're raising that we love so much or our spouse that we are nurturing the relationship, it seems noble or it seems like an exception to the rule. It's really not. It's dispersing your energy in a way that takes away from um, where your true power comes from. So I'm not saying we shouldn't care about those people or things, but when we're always giving our attention to it, it makes, um, our energy quite dispersed. And so this idea of me time where we are anchoring our energy back within, um, then creates a whole nother ripple effect. And it's, it's the difference between, yeah, I've been home all day doing laundry by myself or, you know, watching the show. And is that me time? Not in this sense, not in the idea of an energy anchoring me time. So there's a lot of different ways that you can anchor your energy. But one of my favorite is actually to envision an an anchor inside of me, kind of just pulling back uh, my attention away from the outside world of factors that are entirely out of my control and just bringing this heavy anchor 
and heavy not in a bad way but in a really good way like massive it's massive like solid. and solid and powerful mm-hmm. and bringing it back into me like almost through my chest and then just allowing it to fall down mm-hmm. into like my energy center number one as dr joe calls mm-hmm. it now that was something i wanted to kind of bring up i think that's called the root chakra by the way. i think so too yeah. so there's chakras are they've been around for a long time mm-hmm. Um, I, what I love about what Dr. Joe Dispenza did was say, people think that's weird. I'm going to give it a number. <laughs> then they'll do it. Uh-huh. Then they'll see it. Then they'll know that there's actually, um, intelligence that resides in each one of these energy centers. Mm-hmm. And when you bless them, when you, um, focus on them, when you s- send them loving energy, you're actually recalibrating your energy field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually, even though I'm not super analytical and I'm not really a numbers person, it was very understandable or foundational for me to begin to understand that we do have different energy centers in our body. So for me, the energy anchoring, I like to actually imagine an anchor, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be that at all. It can be, um, putting your feet on the earth and feeling this sense of connection it can be um, a quick chakra alignment or attunement mm-hmm. or um, energy center balancing, which is that what he calls it? Energy center balancing, where you just envision one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven all the way up through your head. I don't know if he calls head. it balancing, but um, definitely just look up um, something of the energy centers. energy centers. I think you yeah, can find Dr. the meditation he does. I don't know if it's balancing. Uh, one of my absolute favorite ways that's almost always accessible and doesn't require you to mentally go through this rigmarole of one through seven is the breath Mm -hmm. a long gentle exhale and when we first started doing that do you remember the kids would be like are you mad (laughs) yeah (laughs) we've been doing it for a while now it's it's very anchoring i don't think Mm -hmm. either of us really have ever identified it as like oh this is anchoring for me i think it started for me just feeling stress or feeling extra tension that i didn't want that helped to just kind of feel like you're exhaling that out right i think we've becomes such a habit I don't realize I'm doing it well or I notice if I start to feel bound to energy or stress Mm -hmm. or uh, but but that is anchoring I mean mm -hmm. it's coming back to center coming back to who you are absolutely yeah I feel like it is probably one of my favorite Um, and I just think this knowing that dispersing our energy as she says in the energy codes um, if you have an unknown aware if you don't understand that you're doing this it can still impact your immune system it can impact your um, emotional health by just always being so dispersed putting all of your energy and attention on something outside of yourself like i said it can be a child or a pet is that like a pet it's a pet that was a pet in the background i'm not going to give my energy and attention to it (laughs) Um, but by always doing that all day long you are um, dispersing your energy in a big way and to put the energy and focus and attention back on you, bringing it all back, um, knowing that you are the point of attraction um, and kind of honoring that. So you can do this, I think, in a very short amount of time. It really requires more intention rather than a one-hour artist state, as Julia Cameron calls it. Uh, She talks about doing two key exercises for creativity uh, three pages of writing in the morning, which she calls morning pages and one weekly artist state. And I think that if you just do this outing or if you just do the me time or self-care activity and you don't have this energy anchoring element to it, 
it won't be nearly as powerful. And instead, I think this show is kind of an, um, a way to wake us up to the power of um, the energy that we bring to it and bringing the energy back to ourself. Yeah, I think that the beauty of what, what you're sharing is, again, going back to what I was saying, that I used to think that me time was just doing those things was enough. Like, that's me time. And it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But to get the most utility out of it, the most value out of it is focusing on yourself, bringing your energy back in, making it um, about you, like about what makes you feel good, about feeling good in your body, feeling the anchor of your own energy. And I think what's interesting is the reason people do those things is to you know get a result. Like I want to focus on my children to help them. And I think what you're sharing is when you focus on yourself, you're actually helping them. Like mm -hmm. they're actually drawn to you and drawn to what you're sh sharing. And when you're focusing, you're actually repelling them. Yeah. When you're putting when you're all on, your, yeah. because your energy is so dispersed, it's, it's alarming to the other person's energy mm -hmm. for their, you to have so much of your energy all over them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, one powerful way too that I practice this without even really knowing it is writing. There's something about writing and I'm just, I write what's going on. Tim is still meditating. Mm -hmm. Elias is in his room, but Olive's over here with me. Um, I can hear the birds singing. There's a, a slight breeze, but it's kind of warm. Like I just, I create this uh, world of my own and I bring enough attention to it that it's, it's like a declaration of what I'm experiencing matters, but also just kind of slowing things down to just me just right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot going on in the outside world, but a lot of that is out of my control. How do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? It's writing is a really great energy anchoring strategy for me. I just Oops. hit my hand on the table. Um, but then that's, if you lean back on the law of attraction, I mean, that's what you're doing is you're curating this feeling, this vibration that you want, that you like, that you enjoy, and you're drawing those like things in. Mm-hmm. We were talking this morning about how this directly applies to our business. When you focus on some outcome that you want to create, we want to reach more customers, make more sales, mm -hmm. go, go, go. It creates a very outside in sort of uh, model that's just exhausting. Whereas instead, if I approach it as, okay, I know I love writing, connecting with my community in this way. I love the feeling I get when I share a message that really matters. Um, I love the idea of helping in people and inspiring them and waking them up, helping them remember. And that's all like things I can control mm -hmm. and are within my, uh, realm of influence versus it feels good to do. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me think about our daughter was sharing. I don't know where she got the idea. Well, I'm sure from ads off on her phone, YouTube, or something. YouTube, whatever. But she was like, do you guys ever think about basically making an infomercial? She didn't say that, but those words, but she's like, you know, show them the problems and then tell them how this is bad and this is good. And it just made me laugh because she's just reciting a standard ad or standard commercial when we were kids. Right. Um, and I was just thinking, I, that feels gross. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to beg people to come look what we're doing. I'd rather say, this is the results we got. This is how we feel when we do it. Is it, is it alignment with you? Right. And come aboard. If but, not, have a great day. But as she presented, I was like, Hey, she's kind of thinking differently. <laughs> yeah, no. And you know, we could present it in a way of, have you ever packed your probiotics on ice and only to show up to vacation and you're 
ice melted all over your bag and made a big old mess because mm-hmm. they were not shelf stable. And then mm. I imagined the lady being like, oh, and like really over exaggerated. Wet bags. Wet bags Water and everywhere. warm probiotics. You're not going to poop all week. <laughs> We've got the solution for you. These are shelf stable, baby. What is a shelf stable probiotic? Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor and then we'll wrap up the show. Essentially, all four of our mood probiotics are shelf stable, which means they do not require refrigeration. When I first started looking into probiotics, figuring out how to take the leap with the manufacturer to make our own line because I felt like I could do it better than what the market was offering. I too thought that refrigerated probiotics were better. I soon found with all the different um, shipment and passing along of the product, it was a liability. You could not confirm that the probiotics were kept cold. made me very nervous. And um, from there went down the rabbit hole of can these shelf-stable probiotics be just as good and strong? And everything that I read pointed back to yes. And of course, we've had nothing but great experiences with ours being shelf-stable. So if you're going on a bit of a trip, no worries about that. You don't want to put them in direct sunlight, but you can just toss them in your bag and take them along with you. That was it. I didn't even know. I didn't know what I was going to do there, but it just came to me like divine inspiration. I guess a little PSA here. Um, we have a family member that put them in the cooler, which I don't know why they put them in the cooler, but they did. And it leaked and they became mush. So don't put them in the cooler. Yeah. Don't put them in a cooler. Not necessary. Put them in a bag. Your yep. bag, your duffel bag, your backpack bag. All right. So this week we're talking about the idea of creating some sacred time for yourself. Maybe you call it me time. Maybe you call it self-care. Maybe you just need to take a breather because you got five kids running around. I think when we bring the intention of energy anchoring to that moment or to that exercise, even if it is while you're folding laundry, like, okay, I got a basket of laundry to fold. I'm going to anchor my energy in this present moment. I think that it's this beautiful way of drawing all the thoughts away from the other people that you care about or that stress you out or whatever is going on in your mind and bringing it back to you. It's a practice of visualization, of taking all your energy and all your power and all your love for one moment, just back into yourself, knowing that that doesn't mean those people are not loved in that moment. Instead, you are recalibrating your capacity for love and for enjoyment. And whether that is done through the breath, with your feet on the earth, maybe harder with the laundry basket, but Mm -hmm. that's up to you. Um, A visualization of aligning the energy centers of your body, um, a prayer of sorts, However, for you, that you can feel the sensation of bringing that dispersed energy back into the source from which it came can be extremely satisfying, invigorating, calming. Um, I feel like no matter what it is you need, if you need to boost a pep or if you need like to chill down a bit, this exercise can help. I would add that from all of my experiences with different meditations I've done, reading, listening to different people talk about it. Yes, there's tools. Yes, there's tips. There's things that we gave that could work. But the truth is, you know what to do. You're the one that put the energy out. You can bring it back in. Whatever makes sense for you. I mean, we're sharing things that have worked for us. There may be something different that works for you, but you can do it. You well, know how. 
I agree. And yeah. yet I'd never really heard of this idea of energy anchoring. So like, it doesn't feel super accurate to be like, I knew that. I don't no, think no, I knew no, that. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. What, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that it's possible. This may sound like gibberish to you. Like, I don't like this idea of an anchor. I don't like this. There's something out there. But the truth is, you know what to do. Like, your your body knows what to do. If you focus on bringing energy back in, you'll bring it back in. Right. How are, the, yeah, the words mm-hmm. that I use to describe it are not what matters. There's a sensation that mm-hmm. I mean, that I'm I mean, I find myself about. a little bit, like, or at least early on in my journey, I probably would have said, that's yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Or I would have said... <laughs> Yeah, I don't fully understand. Like, you didn't give me enough detail. Give me the step-by-step, play-by-play, what to do. Really? I, th- I would have, 100%. I would have been like, can you write that down and send it to me in a checklist form so I can check it off? I don't like anybody telling me what to do. That's the difference between you and I. Um, <laughs> but, but that's how I would have approached it, I think. And what I'm saying is from my experience, you know what to do. Listen to the words that Sylvie is sharing with you. Um <laughs> And find a way to do it. Find a way that makes sense for you. Or try out different things. Like, okay, I tried this and I didn't like it. I tried that. Mm-hmm. All I did was envision one thing and I loved the way I felt. I felt a yeah. sense of calm. I think that's the best thing is mm-hmm. to try different things and see what feels right for you. Your body will tell you based on yeah. how you feel if it was useful for mm-hmm. you or not. Mm-hmm. And that's how we know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Thank you for sharing that additional point. We do appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to pass it along to a friend, maybe someone that you think could use a bit of energy anchoring. Take care and we'll see you next week. Bye.